And we are back. A big thank you again to our sponsor. Um, Sean, Tyler, we've talked about our favorite parts and how we all agree it's maybe the best movie of all time. I uh, we ended? I believe that's how we kind of concluded. I, I think if the people just listened, I think they know it's not where it ended. It's Unless the best you've done stuff we've covered so far. We're we'll all in agreement. Uh, well, I will be editing this episode, and we'll just see how it turns out. Okay, so we talked about our, uh, maybe our favorite parts. Uh, what were some of the lamest parts? What uh, were the thorns to this rose? <laughs> um, I like. I think, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I just think the general tone of the film is just kind of wishy-washy, and I think that. What do you mean by that, like, though? Because I'm going to call you out because I love this movie, and the tone is perfect. I think it's no, it's not though. Like it it's has adventure, great... lighthearted. This is like a guy can take his wife to this movie. That's like the beginning of that kind of thing. First of all, like the romantic. This is the first like, yeah. blockbuster movie that hasn't been a block, but there wouldn't be a blockbuster like this for another forty years. It's a spy film where the central like storyline for the main character is his love is his relationship with a girl that's just not all that interesting. I don't mean just Lorraine Day. I just mean the relationship itself. I don't really think. I mean, Joel McHale is Joel McHale. I keep wanting to call him Joel McHale. <laughs> Joel McRae is like he's good in this film and he's like he's entertaining to a degree. I don't really know him that well. I know him more from like Preston Sturge's films and I think he works better in those films because they're straight up comedy. This yeah. is not that and. This like he he does well in no. the beginning hour of this film where Alfred Hitchcock's like tone is much more clear and precise because it doesn't have as much to do with the war. But then once they get into the latter half of the film where the war starts to bleed through more, the the tone comes becomes off. The pacing slows down. The film just starts to drag. And uh, I just ultimately think that it should have tried to be one thing and not the other. And I think that the film Hitchcock wanted to make would have been more fun. But I also don't think it was the film that needed to be made right then. I think. Ironically enough, oh more so, gosh. the latter film had to be made, and it wasn't. What? Um, what latter film? I'm you just saying, like, like a serious war movie. Yeah, I think the more serious war film should have been like the general theme of the entire film. I would have been interested to see Hitch do that, and he was—he already just did Rebecca, which was a film that, like, the tone of it was not his own at all either. So why not just try and do something that wasn't his general idea, like his general tone anyway for a film? And, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because Hitchcock is a blockbuster filmmaker. He appeals to the mass audience and he does it in a very artistic way, which makes him very unique because he's not a Michael Bay kind of guy where he's appealing to the lowest common denominator. Hitchcock has found a way to elevate the expectations of an audience by just offering cinematic excellence. I okay. agree with that generally, but at the same time, like I don't think that's who he was yet at this point in time when he made this film. But this is the movie, though. No, we, but this is the movie. No, this, 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 isn't, this isn't that film. This is this is one hundred percent. This is a low budget North by Northwest, and you cannot argue. This is the Colonel, uh, like, and and not only that, like, I Indiana think Jones. This, isn't a, this is Indiana Jones essentially. I don't really I mean other than it's like it got some adventure in it I don't really agree with that analogy but like um, I I think that the um, I think that the lady vanishes is more important in terms of like like accomplishing that tone for the first time because it did come before this film and I think that is I mean if you're talking like when did the first when did this real tone of Hitchcock start like I would say that film came before this one or even like 39 steps yeah but like it wasn't still quite 
from what I remember of that film, it's still, it's got a lot of silent film in it too. Like it's like, it's still not quite there. Like, it, like Lady Vanishes just snaps the entire film. It's just so witty and it's just so quick moving. And like- I don't have a problem with silence though. Like the whole windmill sequence is oh, pretty yeah. silent and that works towards That's this as so well. Cool. Yeah, no, There's I'm a little expressionism. Hey, yeah, okay, here's the thing. I'm not saying the film has to be that the entire time. I'm just saying that like, I'm, I'm talking more specifically about 39 Steps here being like more influ- influenced by silent filmmaking in terms of like, he doesn't quite have that tone down yet, I don't think. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's still dealing with like his holdovers from the silent film era. You know what? And he's, I, he's developing it still. I, I, here's my argument to that, Sean. I think you say he's a tone deaf or whatever. I think that he is appealing to the mass audience, uh, an audience that perhaps does not go out to the movies all that often. And so... The mass audience, of course, they're the mass audience. Well, okay, that's, that's, so you you that's get you point. get action adventure, you get romantic comedy, you get uh, war movie, you get um, espionage. Like it's like a James Bond meets with this like film a has everything. Romantic You're right. comedy. It's, it's a great it's, film. So it's a, but it's a, it's it doesn't pretty... accomplish it all though. It doesn't like oh, it, some of it gets muddled, check, some of it gets check. a little bit boring, <laughs> no. some of it. I think perfect. like Joel Mc, Joel McRae is a great actor. You have to admit it's absolutely perfect without flaws. <laughs> no, I absolutely don't. I think that Joel McRae does great, but I think that like it's especially hard looking back at it, having seen Cary Grant North by Northwest, to look at Joel McRae in the cell and be like, "Damn, he's nailing this." Well, like I he's think... just he's not Cary Grant, and he's just not. Yeah, but you know that Cary Grant took it from Joel. McRae. But back to like no, the did. point I was saying <laughs> earlier, like Cary Grant in North by Northwest, and even like Notorious, he he handles the love sort of B story aspect of it, and he solves the crime or the mystery, so... whatever it is in the Hitchcock movie. And in this, it's split yeah. into two characters, and I never really understood why we need Foliot and Jones in this movie. Like it should just be Joel McRae. Well, you know what it was. I can tell you why they did that. I can tell you why they did that. It's because they wanted America to seem isolated and apart from the war. They didn't want the American characters to seem like they're uh, like supporting the war effort. That's absolutely why they split up so that character like, like that. Uh, covering their ass type of thing in the same way why they like don't speak German properly. And... Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So like I, I understand so the, the, the why German they did they that. The German they speak but... is backwards because they're yeah, not allowed it's backwards to make... German. Yeah. 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 Not and they never mentioned Germany. But you see, it's, they mentioned Hitler. It's coming from a place of compromise already in a lot of ways. But yeah, like I understand why they had to do that, but I think the film suffers a little bit for it. Like really, as your lead character, Joel McRae is just there to fall in love with Carol. He doesn't really do anything to solve. And I'm the sorry, I don't really buy that relationship that much, especially on her part, Sally. I, I don't mind. Like, I think Joel McRae is pretty good in this film. And I'm not saying that this script gives Lorraine Day a lot to work with in terms of like her character and like her motivations and things like that. She's literally just there to like cry over uh, to cry over Jones and to like make sure he's okay and people are taking mm-hmm. care of him and you know and like then to be upset. She's used as, as a device later on with her father, uh, mm-hmm. in, in in a certain sense. Speaking uh, but, of the cast, I simultaneously love and hate how much Mr. Krug looks like a villain throughout the whole movie. He's just like such a prototypical villain in his like turtleneck. Which one? Her father? No, not oh, her the, father. The like her father's right hand man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's it's just like, it's, like a Bond villain. It's oh, so good, like, it's spot on true. that it's like fun and almost cringy at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I love it or <laughs> my, how much. Well, it's it, it probably the thing that became the cliche. Like, that was way before cliche, though. I agree yeah, with Chris about it. That's, that's it's cliche, it cliche now, but that's yeah, like yeah. one of the yeah. scenes. Yeah, I'm not little. saying. I'm just a, I agree. Laugh. I love it. But uh, the scene with the pusher, I call him the pusher. Like the guy they hired to like kill 
the kill Jones by oh, just the dark just push him into things. Like, like oh, he's the like old looking man. around this the yeah. Man. But he's literally should have just been called the pusher because that's all. That's his only move. Kill <laughs> yeah. It's it is funny. Like, it's I love to do that. And they you know what? This yeah. elaborate ruse of like hiring him as a bodyguard, but his whole plan is just to push him in front of a bus. Like he could yeah. have just found him on a street and pushed him. It would have been more effective if they, if he hadn't met him at all and he just came yeah. up and pushed the guy at the last second. When it is a really fun no sequence up in the tower. Though. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's it's another scene. So that, like, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And you know what? It's a sign of the times too, where, you know, you would have like this like lookout post with all these kids and stuff. And there would be like, part of the tower missing and under construction and it's not just like completely like it's just like warning like it looks like the walls missing essentially yeah there's like kids like climbing all over and stuff it's just like hilarious i love the like slow backup so we can get like a running start at him oh my gosh well that's that's silent film making yeah it's so much fun like no one actually pushes like that at least least i don't um, we'll find out <laughs> when anymore. he catches up with Sean tonight. Did anyone uh, notice um, one of the things that got what was his name? Jimmy Jones? Yeah, it's uh, like John Jones or John, something like that. John Jones. So the all-American boy, John Jones. It's America, right? Americana. It's yeah. like it's like it's just ridiculous. His name. Yeah, couldn't be. Couldn't, like, it's almost like it's almost like we're rooting for him. You know. Kind of thing as like the movie goes, like, like he's the main character of a movie or something, right? <laughs> yeah, crazy. Weird. But like you know, like and a guy like Johnny Jones, like I can connect with pretty easily, so that's good. Uh, I, I, I do think the first hour of this film is awesome. Like so, I think it's a great first hour, but so I think after that, it's it's he gets his job it. essentially because he beat up a policeman, I guess, on duty. Who Jones? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like he's oh. like a crime reporter, right? He's not a war. Okay, reporter. yeah, yeah. And so yeah. this, I think, refers back to just, again, Hitchcock not liking police. And just yeah. another, you know, him kind of, even the police in this um, movie are kind of like the dumb-witted, don't believe the story kind of thing. Like, almost like one of those cliche, like, teenager in a horror movie and the, the parents they're don't believe. They're usually buffoons in, in Hitchcock yeah. movies. They're presented as, like, just losers. They're, they're not helping ever the situation. They only no. make the situation more complicated. You guys know the wrong guy, like Frenzy, for instance, um, North by Northwest, so many movies. Did you guys notice the MacGuffin in this film? What was what yeah, did you notice in the MacGuffin? Yeah, 100%. This is like. I, I didn't like up to the point before they actually mentioned Klaus 27 for the first time. I was kind of asking myself, okay, what's the MacGuffin in this film? Is, is it just Ben Mir? Is it just like the person? But I, what he knows, right, which is Clause 27. Yeah. Uh, and like literally as I was asking myself that question, that scene played out where he's like, to Clause 27, I'm like, oh, that's there. There's the MacGuffin. <laughs> so much freaking awesomeness to this movie. Yeah. Um, it is good. It is good, but not number one. Yeah, no, I definitely enjoy it. But I enjoy it, again, more for the set pieces than the actual story. So why don't we talk about where we think it goes on the list? I think we've number kind of- one. Covered areas. All right, so Chris is number one. Number um, one with the bullet for now. But, okay, but seriously, Chris, in all honesty, would you really put this in number one? I mean, obviously, right let's now? get this also straight. But yeah, right now, it is number one. Let's make that clear. <laughs> At the end of this episode, it is number one because it is the only film. So let's just get that over and done with. Right now, foreign I can agree with that. Number, I can, one, uh, number one. I, I'm happy with that. That's what we call negotiating. But in all honesty, Chris, do you really expect it to stay there? And would you really honestly want it to stay there? Where do you think it's going to be? Are you asking where I think it's going to be in the top nine? 
No, I'm asking you if you honestly, truly believe it should be a number one. It should be the number one pick. Or if no, you, no, or like you, my my love for uh, foreign correspondent comes from both genuinely thinking it's one of his better movies and a nostalgia thing. Like just you know, like I, again, I've seen the movie so many times, and so like I know that like I, it holds a special place in my heart, and I can't expect everyone to, you know. All right. So where do you way. think it will actually end up then? on our list so objective so objectively honestly yeah objectively where do you think it's going to end up uh i think it's going to be towards the bottom and give, give me a number i can see it going to seven all right tyler what about you where do you think that uh, foreign correspondent will eventually end up Either eight or nine. Okay. I can say what I think the other spot is maybe in the bottom, but I can say that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not a bad film, the, Chris. Like, I Tyler, like the movie. It's what, just, what, what movie do you have reserved for number nine? It's either going to be this or Vertigo. <laughs> oh, for mother. <laughs> so two well, of my three. Well, I'm going on Vertigo because Vertigo fuck, like, is, has such a cultural... Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Vertigo has such a cultural influence, so I want to rank it higher, but it's also God, more overrated. Hey, we, so. we can't say for sure where Vertigo is going to rank yet. We haven't yeah. watched it yet. But all I know is my three three. picks are going to be the top three. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see how that goes, Tyler. That's not how it's actually going to work. All right. So, guess <laughs> what? Spoilers. Guess what my seven, eight, nine picks are? <laughs> are they all, all Robert Rodriguez movies? Yeah. Spy Whatever kids, happens, Spy Kids one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happens here, I just hope I come out on top. All right, John, you probably uh, will after this, dude. Yeah. You got us uh, fighting against each other. Where, what I think, where I would personally rank four in correspondent, I think it's probably going to be eight or nine too. Personally, what the with four and what's going to be the other one to be eight or nine, John? John, I really I can't tell you for sure. Yet. What's wrong? Okay, I, it, okay. It, it could okay. be vertical. Okay, okay. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay, I'm just going to say a couple things. All right. <laughs> this is what we call the turning point. Okay. In 1940, Alfred Hitchcock pulls out. Alfred We've Trump. had this discussion. I think it's Lady Vanishes. <laughs> Listen, 1940. I have it written out. 1940. I think this is the first really good American film he's made. He made. I agree with you on that. But yeah, it's, it's not... better than Rebecca. I don't agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely better than Rebecca. And he won Best well, Picture for Rebecca. So, well, go figure. It also doesn't say much about how awesome it is. Okay, so it's quintessential Hitchcock. All the ingredients are there. We see inspiration from earlier films like Lifeboat, The 39 Steps, Lady Vanishes. But we also see the seeds that will grow into North by Northwest. There's a little bit of Notorious in there. There's uh, like the guy, the girl, like Paul Newman and Julia Andrews and Torn Curtain kind of thing. I agree with you completely. The problem is those other films eclipse this film. This, no, this they don't like. Though. They do. This they is like going the back. Film. They're too good. This is watching an early effort oh, from a guy with a ton of potential. Like, would you rather watch Michael Jordan highlights from when he played for North Carolina or from when he played for Chicago Bulls? You know what I mean? Like, well, it depends guy. on how good the highlights are. <laughs> I can tell you which highlights are better. 
like Chris Hitch got better. That's the bottom line. Like Hitch as a as an artist, yeah. as a technician, as I think, a filmmaker, I think, as a director. You know I think there are peaks and valleys in the fifties and sixties. No, he mm. peaked, you're right, but he had sure. a super peak yeah. in the fifties and sixties. So like th this is 50s, this is one of the highest peaks known to mankind. I call this was it, not even. I call it level was, three. This was halfway up to his peak peak. This was like well, halfway there. Sean's rating this number 10 out of 10 anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I said it's eight or nine. I don't honestly know where it's No, 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 no. I'm good. talking about a 10 out of 10 about how good it is. Oh, I see. I, no, I, you know what? Originally, I looked back. I gave it almost seven out of 10. I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that to an eight. Wow. You're, you, but you know what? Then again. Which is really a three. You know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one cares what Sean has to say. Tyler, <laughs> where do you think it's going to place? What, are, what, what? Where is it as a movie? Where do you think it's going to place on our uh, top nine Hitchcock? Do you Best want just to, to feel the pain again? Like, no, do you want him to answer? All right, never. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> but he's already answered for you. Is my point. Well, we'll just edit that all out, Sean. <laughs> just hoping for higher. He used like a sound clip of me just saying the word one, and it'll cut out everything. I just want. Uh, okay. You guys know what film we're doing next week? Because uh, I do. <laughs> I think we moved past foreign correspondent. Nope, it's not rope. It is shadow of a doubt. Oh yeah, really? Shadow yeah. of a doubt is next, and then then it's rope. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Maybe someone should double check, but I'm like I'm quite sure. Shadow. Hang on, I'm on it right now. You know what's interesting uh, about this movie? Yes, oh. Shadow of a doubt first. Yeah. Or uh, next. Sorry. Yeah, before rope. And yeah, then rope shadow of a doubt, and then notorious. Oh name. yeah, Notorious, and then Rope, and then Rope. So I Shadow of a Doubt. Like, I always feel like Rope is like just like the oldest movie, but like even though it's color. Hey Chris, uh, this is it. We're getting two of Tyler's picks back to back. You can you can like just get ready to shit all over them. If you so you can watch. If you don't have you healthcare now. Correspond and get bumped down two weeks in a row. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> We're gonna see about that, babe. <laughs> hey. This is going to become a bloodbath between oh, the two and you one. you have two. no idea. Just it. remember, Chris, you can yeah. shit on my picks all you like, but you have to live with yourself at night knowing that you uh, rated Are shitting on notorious. You're not shitting on me. You're shitting Are on you? a history of cinema by one of our greatest film directors. Uh, no, but I do have Evie McNally's yeah. home phone no. number. Evie McNally is It no was Tyler. See? It was Tyler. Evie, Evie McNally is no longer a welcome guest on this show. Um, it was. Well, no, there was Jacob, and I'm not sure what that was. But um, let's conclude this episode uh, just by reading um, a letter from the audience. Um, and this is from. Oh my God. It's from Evie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How does she get through she every time? this again? I think, uh, does anyone have any? Um... Oh, that's good. That's funny. There's <laughs> like this like sub thing where there's like this like stalker chick. <laughs> Is like, she still like an eight year old girl? In well, movie? and you know what? Like, I, you know what? I, I don't want to alarm you, but there's no one here by the name of Jacob. And that what? was, yeah, no, it's true. I just used Gosh. some uh, movie magic. Um, by pretending there was be someone behind the camera where there wasn't, and uh, I, did that, I did that for you, Sean, because you know what? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, no one can feel good with like that. 
<laughs> not my face. <laughs> I don't know what you're No, <laughs> just like, I don't know. If people were connecting the dots, they might think that you might not be. Oh, at- you mean when you had me in the script having had a sex with Evie? Oh, okay, that's yeah. what I remember. <laughs> I honestly didn't really care. <laughs> I was like, at first, I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just, oh, yeah, no I'm one cares. Hey, by game. the way, congratulations to Take Two Plus, the only podcast on the internet entangled in a freaking bitch game where there are lives on the line. And um, I just know that I have my gun. And if Evie McNally uh, just parks her car in my driveway, I am. One more time. I am just going to uh, do what I have to do. Sounds like a challenge. Well, no, it's just. Sounds like you're going to stand your ground, Chris. Evie, if you are listening, please leave us alone. God bless. So many awesome eggs. <laughs> uh, did anyone have anything else, uh, really, to say? No, no, that's good. Um, Sean, did we get to any of those questions that you wanted to? No, not really. But I think this actually works if we just do the first part of it, talking about what we like about the film, and do the second part, what we think doesn't work about the film. And that creates I mean, more. This, were you able to say all your notes, though? Most of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that if we keep it more broad like that, which is like, it helps us a little bit. Like it helps us bring up whatever we want to talk about in a way, as long as we, what we want to talk about is what we liked about it and what we didn't like about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And then we talk about where it ranks and then we're out. It's pretty simple. Okay. Well, uh, and in between we have lots of sketches about stalking crazy women or crazy stalker women. That, that's not a, I'm sure we're recording. It's not a sketch. It's real. I'm sorry. It's not a bit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's not a bit. I didn't mean to peek behind the curtain there. Sorry. So we have one audience member who may or may not think that it's real. And I'm just yeah, going who's to... Who's that? I don't know. I forget. Um, I forgot to check to see who it is. But we are sending you $100,000 for being our first fan. And you could send uh, this email reply to Sean Alexander. Uh, he will give you all the details. But not the money. <laughs> you got a bucket of horse guts to sell me if you believe that one, Asian. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did we lose Harold Horseguts as a sponsor? Unfortunately, uh, we did. He apparently thought that we were joking. Uh, <laughs> He thought that uh, we, we took his business less than serious, and so he's suing Take Two Plus. Actually, so we have to figure that out when we press pause. Uh, just a quick reminder that um, cool guy. No, sorry, cool underscore guy six nine six nine six nine six nine uh, really helped us out this episode. He was the sponsor. I don't know how many times he wants me to say it, but Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Gary, you're a beaver tooth fuck. Baba Booey. Probably three. Three is probably the number. Three is. I did it three times, cool guy. I paid my debt. 
And scene. What's that? Yeah. I mean, it's recording uh, in case you want to say anything, but if not, I can just. Uh, I just want to eat my M&Ms in peace. I was going to say, it was some sort of like gushers or something, Sean. Did you bring enough for everybody? Nope. You jerk. There you go. Lovely. It's nice of you. You're welcome. And for those of us who can't see at home, Sean just gave me one of his candies. With a new app we like to call Claptrap. I've been using Claptrap for four months now, and uh, let me just say that my mind is clear. And basically, there is a a magnet, uh, and it's just it's wonderful. So Claptrap. Um, download. I think next week's sponsor is coming soon. Coming early. It saved me because the technology is brilliant. Say you're on a date, Sean, okay? You're in the yeah. club. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, ooh. Claptrap. Yeah, no, well, just hear me out, right? So, it's usually what I think when I go in the club. Sean, oh, God. Okay. Sean, you're in the club. You're you're in the club. You're dancing. You you're getting the vibe, and you see this lady. And she's giving you the eyes, and it's like, okay, here we go. Log on the claptrap. It sends out a GPS signal. How many people have clap in that geographic space? And like, how are you getting this information in the first spot in the first place? Please. It would just kind of like, there would be like a, <laughs> the honor system. It <laughs> like a, a radioactive <laughs> pulse. It just that like read. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's called the clap trap. I feel so like you're not like only a, making an app, you're making this radioactive pulse that you have to emit throughout an entire city somehow. Yeah. I guess it comes from the phone. Like it just emits a radio wave from the phone as you walk past a person. There's also an up, see. there's also an upload feature, but we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, I think we're already going to face enough lawsuits just from the idea of this to begin with. That's claptrap.com. Our uh, sponsors next week, and thank you again for uh, cool underscore guy. <laughs> He's had three. He's had enough. <laughs> Oh, God. It's really come down to this. All right, guys. So next yeah. week, it's going to be Shadow of a Doubt. Shadow of a Doubt. Hitchcock's favorite film. We'll see you then. Sounds good. All right, I'll see you guys later. Peace. Bye. What Sean doesn't realize is actually I know how to stop it. So I wanted to say the last word, and that is bye. <laughs>